0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We have Stephen Halls again with us this week. Uh, I hope you're doing fine. We've had some folks texting us wanting to get started, so that's that's a good thing. Everybody's everybody's hungry. <coughs> You'll have to excuse me. I'm a <coughs> a little bit under the weather, but I'm not contagious. But I'm I'm okay. Uh, <coughs> but I wanted to. I wanted to start something this morning that uh, that I've been kind of pondering and praying about because <clears throat> lately we've all been um, having a lot of calls for people that need help and uh, restoration. And, and, uh, and some of these things are, are pretty profound, some of the things that people are finding themselves in and uh, that territory that they fall under in the enemy's territory. And, and before you know it, you know they're trapped. And I don't know if you've ever felt like you've been trapped in your mind, but it is horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had a lot of desperate calls uh, lately. And of course, if you watched the the uh, Facebook live yesterday, I shared just a little bit on it, not a lot. But since we're on this thing of the Holy Spirit and walking in the Spirit, I first want to start with our foundational scripture because I know that I'm a little bit redundant on this thing, but... Uh, <clears throat> I have to do this as well to make my brain realize I'm I'm a uh, a vessel of living water not dead water and uh, I've got to get I've got to keep my mind and my heart open to releasing living water for people instead of dead water. So I'm going to read this and then we're going to move on if that's okay. In John 7 uh, 37 it says on the last day that th- that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. <clears throat> but this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive the Holy Spirit, was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So if we've received Christ, we've received this, this Spirit, uh, the Spirit that's called Holy Spirit, and, uh, from then on, if you believe that your character, uh, should be transforming daily as you lay down your old life, uh, your new life is picked up through the Holy Spirit and you find yourself giving living water in the most dry and thirsty places. And, uh, most of the time God will send you to dry and thirsty places because those are the places that, you know, need fresh water mm-hmm. and need the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and, uh, Going into this, uh, I started thinking about my book uh, that I wrote, what, I don't know, four years ago, maybe, uh, on the farthest reach, and I prefaced something there about the Spirit and how to understand the Holy Spirit and how to really understand and discern people because God, you know, has given us major gifts through the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and one of them is discerning of, of spirits or discernment but we forget that we've got to discern through the Holy Spirit instead of a suspicious spirit. And uh, a lot of us are well-known, you know, and I fall under it too. Sometimes I end up judging one someone right off the bat <coughs> uh, and I see them through the flesh instead of through the eyes of God. And uh, I wanted to preface that because in this book, uh, I, I take a person as though if you saw someone that was not doing well, or let's say someone has an MP3 player or uh, your phone downloads from iTunes or Spotify, <clears throat> you know, and you play a bad song, you download it into the phone and you play a horrible song or a demonic song. All you, instead of getting mad at the phone and throwing the whole phone away, you can basically pull that, that bad downloaded music out or that downloaded song out of the phone and the phone is still holy or the phone is still okay. You don't have to throw away the phone. It's just the music that's been downloaded is what's causing all the spiritual or the, the offenses in the air. <clears throat> and we forget that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like walking into a, you know, a store, a music store and they're playing terrible music You know, would you burn down the store? You know, no, it's not the store that's something wrong with the store. It's the music that's been downloaded in the store that's causing the store to vibrate a wrong atmosphere. And so most of the time, I don't know about you, in my life, and we both have probably learned, uh, we've thrown away the person first or the store. Oh, yeah. uh, And thinking we're doing God a good favor, which I don't think that that's the right Holy Spirit. I think that's the suspicious spirit because we forget the Holy Spirit is a Holy Spirit. And we'll read about its fruit. It's not a suspicious spirit. And we've gotta learn that. We gotta learn the nature of the Holy Spirit because if we
1: don't learn them, we won't find out really what lives in us. Yeah, and um, (coughs) as an example of how quickly you can be the one that plays the, the bad song, you would never consider yourself to, to be the bad person or whatever, but well, just use an example. Yeah, we've been stuff like that. the The kids checked the mail yesterday afternoon and brought in the mail, and uh, I've been working through all these uh, insurance bills and claims from the hospitalization and my shoulder injury we talked about a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Man. So you guys know how it is to work with uh, insurance and Hospitals people sending invoices and bills. And you, you think everybody's uh, you're paying everybody six times by the time you, you get all the, the notices and stuff. And so uh, I've been working with this one to try to correct the invoices that have been coming to me. And while I'm working with the local person to get it fixed, yesterday I get a uh, pre-collections notice. From the parent organization, I'm working at the local office level with this poor girl trying to get it straight. And this umbrella organization sends me the, we're going to send you two collections notice, you know. And man, the song that I wanted to play at that time was not a good song. And, and it's funny, you can download it pretty <laughs> quick. <laughs> oh man, I have real good clarity. It's amazing how easy all the words come to you that you need to say as soon as you get somebody on the phone. And uh, it was probably the Lord, and uh, definitely the Lord, that, that they were closed by the time that I picked up the mail yesterday. I was about to say that you yeah, probably you disconnected. Just, you, just, you, just, you just want to grab that phone right there and straighten that thing out, you know, because uh, because you, in that moment, you know, it's probably an automated system that just turns out letters. Oh, yeah. Over, but it feels personal <coughs> to you. It feels you like offended. somebody's, somebody's uh, you know... Judging your character, they see you as a weasel that doesn't, you know, You just all these thoughts start to flow and you get this clarity about how everybody needs to understand who you really are, even if you don't want them to see that version of yourself, you know, and... And, uh, and then you show, them, right? you show them who you really are. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and you would never, in one of those moments, you know, we all have those, whether it's driving down the road with road rage or any of those things, we all have those moments where we play our different tracks but we would also give ourselves grace to not see us as that moment. Yeah. if If we were to describe our, to describe ourselves to someone, we would not use the worst chapter or page or song that goes on with us to yeah, be our defining moment. Can you imagine if you went and told people how you were <laughs> and who you were through the, through
0: the way that you were thinking?
1: <laughs> right. So, so if, we, if we know better than to do that for ourselves, we really have to hold that same standard to the people that we come in contact with. Even if our one moment or interaction with them is their worst moment of their life, there still has to be opportunity to see them not as that page or that chapter in their life, but as something much more broad uh, and and redeeming and full of light, even if we saw a dark page. Yeah, I can't imagine if God saw us through
0: the way that we see ourselves. Uh, if he was in spirit, a Holy Spirit, uh, I think we would be in trouble. Because if he, I mean, can you imagine if he articulated to everyone, every day, what you're thinking. Uh, Or especially when you get in a dire situation that he just audibly just starts speaking, hey, Stephen or Brad's really thinking this, you might want to (laughs) run. But somehow God endures those moments with us because his mind and the way he is thinking toward us is not the way we've thought about ourselves. Right. No, no we're not condemning he's not condemning I mean it's our own sin it's our own flesh that really condemns us once we step out in that what uh, you say
1: absolutely yeah I, I think <clears throat> to remember discernment has gotten a bad label especially in certain you know charismatic circles and things there discernment just simply means to distinguish between right? right so so you can you should be discerning more good things than you are bad things right if you're really operating by the spirit the spirit, you should be seeing more good than you do bad and and honestly what you focus on you will see so if you if you're suspicious and if you you will always find negative things to pick up on be concerned about you know oh, Man, yeah. I, I think this is about to happen let's make <coughs> sure we try to head it off so that you know it, uh, doesn't, it doesn't happen yeah. and then you create more <laughs> yeah, habit. Right. And so yeah. you know, to distinguish between means that you're able to get capture the heart of the spirit for a situation and his heart is overwhelmingly good. So you should be seeing a whole lot more good than you do negative. Yeah, I'm gonna read that by the way in First,
0: first Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. <clears throat> if you wanna write this down, of course, a lot of you guys are getting the notes and so forth, but I like to write things down because if you write things down that are spoken to you by God in the spirit or when you get a dream, you're taking it from the realm of the spirit on the earth and it seals in your heart. And I wanna read this just for uh, an advantage to put it in our hearts. It says, this is Paul, says, uh, there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. And just keep underlining this thing. But it says, but the same spirit. In other words, I'm about to show you gifts, but the fruit of it is the spirit. It's not suspicion. It's not judgmental. It's all gonna come down to being a Holy Spirit. And it says, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all, not the death of all, the profit of all. And and I'm saying this from my own failures. I have done the death of all, and you guys have heard many stories of mine and uh, of my failures at times, and uh, and I'm sure I'll continue to fail until I get it right because you you know you can't learn except through failure. I mean you can't learn through perfection. I mean mm-hmm. a lot of times you you've got you've got to fail. You've got to step out there and try to try these things. And it says for the profit of all, for for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit. Now notice, I would say the same nature here. Uh, And if you'll go to write down Galatians 6, you can see what he's compared it to. Uh, To another word of knowledge through the same spirit and to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, and to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing. Now watch this, and I this this really gave me some freedom. Uh, <clears throat> spirit works all these things, distributing, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Now, I can honestly tell you, I have tried to kick into the discernment Spirit on my own. And when I have, I've put my personality in it. And uh, if I put my old fleshly personality in it, I'll find myself using a gift of discernment through the area of flesh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll find myself, yes, will I pick up on the negative stuff? Yes. Will I be able to see the spirits that are working? Yes. But if I take it and I use that, that, that gift through the area of the flesh, what happens is I use what God is trying to show me to kill, steal, and destroy that person mm-hmm. instead of really seeing what they're actually tormenting in, you know, those areas that they're tormenting in, and help them come out of it. There's no time. And I'm sure you've done that. Mm-hmm. There's no time. Many times I've, I've walked up to people that got a really bad attitude. And what do you feel right off the bat? Oh, man you feel a bad attitude, your your heart starts racing and immediately you want to shun that person and reject them and walk away or start talking to somebody else so that you won't even have to deal with them. But you don't realize that you, that discerning of gifting, that gift of discernment is working on its own without you having to. Mm-hmm. And so God's giving you ammo to show you them what they're going through. Right. So if I, if I really took that as like, my gosh, the what they are dealing with in their life, that self-hatred, that self-rejection, man, I need to go in and, and really draw near to them and help them. And of course, a lot of us will do this, you know, and I've done it as well. And as soon as I, I, I choose to do the God, God's way, earthly wisdom says, Well, you're going to get hurt. Welcome to Jesus' life. He got hurt daily. He took on wrath for us. He gave place to wrath so that people could be saved or so that the people could uh, immerse themselves in the power of God or be able to be interactive with the person Jesus, that love that God had for them. So he sometimes he would endure their wrath so that he could speak the kindness of God or the truth to them so maybe they'd have a chance to be able to wake up and realize, wow, I, I've been tormented this whole time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for setting me free.
1: Do you got anything on that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, for him, the I think when we start to boil it down, you see how much of what we've called discernment actually just creates fear instead of helping. Right, instead of compassion instead and of, love and, and all if, that. If, yeah, And if perfect love casts out fear, then we need to kind of take a different lens to the things that we've been calling discernment you absolutely know, the, the the warnings and the, all the things that come out you know and and honestly what 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 we label even whether it's individuals or nations or the government or whatever it is if the end result mm. is creating a place of fear or a reactionary thing from your audience then that's not true spirit discernment absolutely the true spirit discernment is something that even if it's something that's um, disheartening or potentially negative or damaging or uh, a hurtful place, it's still done in a way that creates peace for the people involved rather than getting stirred up in this anxiety and needing to do something. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: just, you know, grassroots thinking. I've actually, now that you're talking about that, I've actually caught myself When I'm walking toward a person, because when you're walking toward a person, that gift is working. So as you're seeing this person, you automatically start discerning without trying to discern. You can feel what's going on there. And most of the time I have uh, found myself taking on personally this spirit against them that they're being tormented in. And uh, when that happens, it puts me in a bad attitude. It puts me in the wrong spirit or in the areas of the flesh. And I have actually done this. I've uh, I've saw them from the other side, knew that I was going to have to, I mean, I'm sure we've all been here, knew that I was going to have to meet this person whether I've liked it or not. And uh, and I felt that stuff, and I, I agreed with what they're being tormented in, and I wanted to go the other way or, you know, expose them. And uh, you don't expose people by you know, giving them their stuff in front of them. You expose them by giving them his light. And uh, <clears throat> and so what I've done at times is I have actually just stopped myself and I have prayed in my mind. I have, because I, I chose not to go, you know, up to that person in the wrong spirit and just choose to die to what my flesh is screaming and say, Lord, help me. I, my discernment, I'm going to take all this personal... And I'm not in the best attitude, and when I do, I ba- your your flesh basically has to die, and then my mind starts getting clear again. Now I can walk to that person and actually be in the right spirit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it, but it, it takes <laughs> it takes a process of disciplining yourself. <laughs> I mean, very rarely can we actually go with our first reaction. So, oh yeah, yeah. But I think. If we actually, if we peeled back the layers of Jesus's thought life, if we if we went into a somewhat dangerous place of really exploring the depths of his humanity, then oh gosh, yeah, because he was tempted in the stuff, <laughs> right? So so when you start to follow that path for a while, and you start to think about what it would have been like for human Jesus to have to discipline himself oh, and lay goodness. all that stuff down, it both uh, it both helps. Um, kind of uh, humanize and, and make real the fact that he actually had trouble, challenges, turmoil. You know, he was being squeezed, and not everything that came out of him was the stuff that, you know, would float on clouds and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could totally understand why he bent down in the sand
0: when the doctor came to <laughs> oh, him. crap. It. What am I Yeah, and they, they're yelling at him, and he bends down, going, you know, because he's trying to humble himself. Because he wants to probably, he's got the temptation because oh, yeah. it says he was tempted in all things. He had that same temptation as we do to use the word of God, use his father's words to kill, steal, and destroy them instead of creating opportunity for them to be saved. I think, you know, him writing in the sand, you know, we, you can see sand as flesh and I'm sure he was humbling his flesh so the finger of God could write in his flesh mm-hmm. what he wants to do. You know, because the serpent was, you know, commanded to eat sand or to eat dirt, you know, dirt of the ground or the dust of the ground, which is our flesh. And he was choosing not to let that serpent in and eat some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you see him get up, and he says something, man, so profound. And I thought, you know, every time I read that, I think, man, I want to be like that. Because he was he was exposing with love and care. Oh my gosh, that was a strong spirit of love that he that he released that day. Yeah, there was an honest
1: there was an honesty in it. So there wasn't there was no pretending, there was no trying to duck the issue, there was no, you know, run away and hope to <laughs> fight run. on an easier issue later. It was he had to stick it out, endure it, and yet still find that spot where the spirit would posture him to bring opportunity for healing for everyone, which is really that's, that's where the Spirit will position us uh, and every person that comes. He's going to position himself in a way that offers healing to the other person, but <clears throat> it's an opportunity to get healed yourself. Uh Absolutely. There's, there's always going to be something in you because we are being perfected this whole life. There will always be something in you that can be released or purified or renewed based on the interaction that you have with the people that, that come around you. So it's never one-sided. Right There's, there's no, there's no <coughs> counseling, there's no interaction, there's no dealing <coughs> with people that are completely, this is their issue, there is still a way that you can learn something about the Spirit and become renewed or walk uh, in your identity to a greater degree just because of the interactions that you have. Yeah,
0: you know, it says the same Spirit that quickened Lord Jesus. Erase him from the dead, will quicken our mortal bodies. You know, and th- you know, we quote that a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you really think about it, God has set this thing up to where because Jesus was dead, you got to remember that. But He sa- also says the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead will quicken our mortal bodies. That doesn't just mean you know physical, but it also means that hey, it's trying to tell you you're dead. Mm-hmm. So. Here's the thing. If you want to create love and resurrection power, you gotta die. That's the way you create it. You have to die to this old way of thinking, the spirit of the flesh instead of the spirit of the spirit of the Lord. And I'm gonna read this because Galatians five, even though these are wonderful, you know, attributes of God, but when you're challenged in it, it causes these things kill you. <laughs> in your heart when you're challenged on them. But that yet, when it knocks on your door to let it in and you die, this these are attributes of the resurrection power of the Spirit of God that God wants to give to other people in that when they're tormented or when they're in a bad place in life. And it says, Galatians 5, 22, it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness. This that's one place I've been tested in this year, being faithful to people. I mean it has been a tough uh this tough last year. Let's put it there, we're in nineteen, but it still feels like it's still eighteen. But uh but I was I've been tempted in, and tested in this place of faithfulness just being faithful with people. Because my like I said, you've heard me a thousand times I like me. I like myself and I like to have my own stuff. But when God is, requires you to walk in, in or you, let's put it this way, when you ask God, I want to walk in the fullness, then he says, okay. And though, so he creates opportunities. So it's faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there's no law. <clears throat> there's no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires and if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit in other words let's do this thing like we're talking about let's walk in the attributes that are hidden in us and let us not be, become conceited conceited there is another word for judgment you know uh, provoking one another and envying one another <clears throat> and i want to i want to flip over to uh to this thing about the Jericho, if you want to, Luke 10. Because this is a, a beautiful picture of what we're talking about. Um, and of course, we all know that Jesus is not only trying here about the Good Samaritan. He's not trying to uh, give just like a good teaching. He is talking about his own future. Because all scripture talks, you know, speaks of him first, the foundations of scripture speaks of him first, and we're gonna see that here, but we're also gonna learn how the spirit of God works. And uh, I've learned this, like again, through my fault finding to God finding. Uh, I have to choose to find God in people and, and what they're really called to. I can see the negative, but if I can get them up going in the positive direction, a lot of this negative stuff will, uh, will fall off. I, it's like I, I told, uh, Our pastor, Mark, the other day when I was meeting with him, the Lord spoke to me profoundly saying, there's a lot of people that are going to come in that are wounded. But the way you get them healed is start giving them opportunity. Get them back on their feet and get them back walking again. Because what happens is, if you don't get people an opportunity and back walking again, Mm -hmm. they get so self-focused on their wounds, you basically lick your wounds for the rest of your life. And... uh, And they stay, you know, they actually get more infected. So let's just let's just read this. You jump in mm-hmm. whenever, okay. <clears throat> but he wanting to justify himself, this is the lawyer, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man. And you notice that Jesus is doing what we're doing right now. I mean, this is a know it all. Basically, if y'all have ever had that, I mean, Jesus could have read his mail and blasted him. So Jesus humbles himself here and he takes, he's not taking the bait to get on this guy's level. He humbles himself and gets on God's level. Remember that. And he said, a certain man went down from Jericho, from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothes, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road and when he saw him he passed by on the other side. Now that's me. That would be me. I'm 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 reading a man that's gotten in the enemy's territory. He's demonic. He's not doing well and I'm discerning right. So man, I better not touch, you know, anybody like that. he's, he's leprosy. If I touch him, you know, it'll get on me type thing. And I've <clears throat> I've gone around it instead. I should be feeling his leprosy and actually go and hold him, all right? And that's the spirit of God trying to show me something of what this man's going through, all right? And it says, it stripped him of his clothes and blah, blah, blah. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down that road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked, he discerned and passed by on the other side. So we have two people that are basically called by God, these are Christians, Mm -hmm. that really are ignorant of true discernment. And it's making them, that true discernment is causing, uh, or, or their discernment through the areas of the flesh is making them reject this person instead of draw near. Remember that, because a lot of times when the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you, it should give you compassion or at least some type of drawing to help a person. Does that make sense? He passed by and likewise a Levite, okay? But a certain Samaritan, this is the guy that's been rejected several times. He's already been through it. He's already overcame rejection. Now he's using the gift of discernment the right way because he's been tested on these things. And he says, as he journeyed, came where he was. Isn't that amazing? came where he was. Uh, I still got to get that one because I, I like to meet people where they are, but I don't really want to get all the way down to where they are. Uh, I'd rather just keep this stuff and then just we just move on. But he's going where he is. <clears throat> In other words, he had to long suffer and just listen to all the poo that he's going through, all the bleeding and all that stuff that he's going through. And it says, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds. Notice he's not saying, I just can't believe you went the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You know, you wouldn't have have gotten yourself in this predicament, Stephen, if you hadn't walked down that path. Mm -hmm. How's that gonna even help him if I start telling him that? But if you just start bandaging people, in other words, when you start being kind to people, the bandages start and that it actually causes healing. And for them to actually hear God for themselves that, wow, they actually hear in their mind, somebody cares for me. Or, wow, this is like a drink of water. Everybody's been rejecting me and here's Stephen coming just to love on me and he's not telling me what's wrong with me. He just wants to help bandage me up and get me moving. Mm -hmm. Watch this. And he said, he poured on oil and wine, gave him his own anointing and his own wine, something precious. And he set him on his own animal. He's given him a place. He's given him his own place of authority and brought him to an end and took took care of him. Didn't say he told him what was wrong with him. He just took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, He took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And of course he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Uh, This very same thing that Jesus is basically teaching us <clears throat> is what happened to him. I mean, uh, he's hanging on the cross. Uh, bloody uh, now has become sin. He's the mockery mm-hmm. of, of the universe. He's the mockery of this world. Uh, everybody's rejected him. Uh, all of his boys have pretty much scattered. There's just a few there left at the cross. And you see the priest sneering, you know, it says they sneered at him, you know, and mocked him. And th- that they basically did the same thing. They walked around him and uh, rejected him. <clears throat> but then after he's left for dead. Remember that he was left for dead. It's the same thing with the, the man in Jericho. He was left for dead. Here comes somebody. there is a uh, there's such love here here comes somebody evidently i mean he's not worried about his reputation he's more focused on this person than he is his own life and he has more compassion that overrides his own will to do something that is basically illegal. <laughs> he's breaking code here, you know. And he says, now, when it, after he's left for dead, Jesus left for dead, it says, now when evening had come, darkest time, because it was the preparation day, this is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member, This means anybody can do this. You don't have to be a nobody and you you can be somebody and still lose your life in this type of way of walking in the spirit. Who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And, uh, excuse me. So you can imagine this spirit is working on him and it's coming out of him. So he goes <clears throat> he goes to Pilate and he takes courage and he went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate marveled that he was already dead. Oh man, mm-hmm. summoning the centurion. He's, he asked him if he had been dead for some time. So when he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. Then he bought fine linen, took took him down and wrapped him in, him in the, in the linen. And it says, uh, and he laid him in a tomb. The man never spoke to Jesus. Think about it. How can talking to people that are dead? help them. It's when we love them. I don't know how many times my mouth is open thinking me correcting them. Can you imagine him going up to Jesus and saying, man, you're just a pile of sin. You know, you need to get up. You said you were gonna resurrect yourself by God. You were called by God and Mm -hmm. my gosh, I can't believe you allowed yourself to walk down this path. Mm -hmm. Instead, He didn't open his mouth, God did. You see, when you care for people through your actions, through your heart, it releases God's mouth in the invisible area of that man's heart to speak to it, to get it raised up again. It's what you don't say a lot of times. It's what you do for people. It's how you respond and how you care that the spirit that you're in is what causes the dead to be raised. <clears throat> and that's just what is happening here. He's using basically without him knowing, don't you agree that the gift of discernment mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's carrying a sinful body and he's giving it a place. He's giving him his own stuff and uh, taking care of him. They laid him in a tomb, a new one by the way. <clears throat> And out of that, the way he cared for that body caused there to be power to be released to raise it. Now, me and Stephen have been through some of this. Uh, <clears throat> I have been around people to where I've gotten in trouble. They tell me all of what's wrong with me, but have no answers. Because if you're telling people what's wrong with them, you definitely don't have answers. Because if you had answers, you'd be telling them the answers before you tell them what was wrong with them. You understand what I'm saying. But God's getting us here. He's getting us to the place to where we can see through the eyes of the spirit instead of through the eyes of the flesh. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, and I want you to just share a little, because I know you've talked about this. It says, therefore, in 1 Corinthians five sixteen through 17 therefore, from now on, we regard no one according
1: to the flesh. What does that mean? Nobody. It is absolutely no one. I mean, you can't even, it says that we used to know Christ according to the flesh, but all we have now is, we have the written word, and then we have the spirit. And so... The same way that we have to discern how we know Jesus is the same way that we're supposed to be able to distinguish and discern people. That's that's the same thing. It's what he has said about himself actually applies to his creation, and we have to allow the Spirit to show us, basically, where in here, what what page, what chapter, what story, uh, people are living out because you can. It's all in there. Yeah, it, you will find it. Somebody that comes to you or that you're interacting with is living out something that's <coughs> here, and it's up to the spirit to show you. That's why it's so important to actually know what's in here, because well that's so true. Because the spirit can. Re- it says that he'll bring to the remembrance the things that we've studied. So when you're in that, the uh-huh. wisdom comes. Your preparation, your answers come in your preparation before you even get into the situations there's there's there are things that you know when he talks about uh you know in psalms about hiding his word in your heart that you might not sin against the lord that just means having an understanding or a baseline (coughs) of who you are and who he is so that sinning against the god the lord is just simply missing the mark in whatever situation or circumstance you find yourself in Mm. And so the more that you can uh, ingrain and allow this to go deep into your life, the more that you you will be prepared to handle what comes. And it'll be just as simple as the Spirit pricking something inside of you. That I mean, how many times do you get into a situation that is familiar in some way to something that's happened in the oh, past yeah. and, the, and, and the Spirit just gives you a thought and you know and you're able to pull from your own history of both successes and failures that allow you to have wisdom and what to do currently it's out of your life experience that the spirit has uniquely fashioned and cultivated with you that gives you the power or the authority just mm. to, to do the right thing in the current place that's really good
0: <clears throat> i want to read this can we'll end here um because this makes totally sums up a lot of stuff that we're talking about and we've heard this I don't know how many times it says John 3:16 it says for God so loved the world that he gave us gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life but the son's got to be willing to have the mindset to give everlasting life So I can be a sorry, no good and start to believe in him. But if he's judging me about how bad I am, Mm -hmm. he can't even give life to me. So he has to actually be in a place of giving life constantly. Isn't that amazing? Which Bible says, if, if we say we abide in him, we should walk as he walked. And this is our pattern. So if you really look at this, you know, he came to give life. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Watch this, for God did not send his son, I I want to say sons or daughters Mm -hmm. into the world to condemn the world, but but that the world through him might be saved. You think that about him sending us out. Why do we find ourselves in peculiar places? Is it really that God's led us there? And we find ourselves condemning not only the person because we're in this dire place, but if you're you're basically condemning what God has led you into, which kicks you out to not even experience the power of God that is in the mystery of the kingdom that's hidden in us. And so the enemy's trying his best to not allow anyone to understand how this thing works, because if we start understanding it. And we go after Jesus, this realm of the Spirit, with
1: all of our hearts. He's, he's well, done. He's, yeah, I mean, he's he's got to be, if I was him, I'd be scratching my head because he's actually providing the answers to the prayers that you've prayed. And then you're complaining about it. <laughs> I have done that <laughs> you know I many mean? times. And there's no telling how many times we sit there and we pray because we picture it. <clears throat> A certain way how it should be yep and then when he actually fulfills it he he's so excited because he's getting a chance to fulfill it's like your your kids if they're making a request yeah and you're like oh man well, i'm gonna give you the answer to your request right i'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna give you the challenge right. so that you can learn it right. right
1: and then they go why did you give me that yeah you know, and, and thankfully he's much better than we are, as you know, with our fleshly nature. But it would be, it would be, it would be hard to swallow if you took time and resource and money and investment to buy your kids something that you thought that they had asked for of they that they had asked for, and then for them to say, "Why did you give me that? I, I didn't want that." Yeah, when it was really for you, <laughs> it wasn't against you. Yeah. God is for us. Yep. He is not against us. Nope. and uh, and so if in that sense, if we can see how uh, as kids, it, it you ask for it, you give that to them, and they're like reject it, then you can see how our normal fleshly response is to the very way that the Spirit is wanting to work in our life. Absolutely. You know, if you're like you said, if you're if you're surrounded by dry and thirsty and all that kind of stuff in a lot of ways it's probably feeding you the same way that it's feeding the other people oh definitely so so even if you're, <clears throat> if you're saying man i'm dry and i'm thirsty why do i keep getting these dry and thirsty people coming? he's trying, to give, he's you a trying drink. to give you a drink <laughs> and, and if you can just get the fountain pumped if you can prime the pump again and get the fountain flowing again then it's, it's actually helping you as you are denying yourself. It, it's a temporary denial, honestly. It's, it, the Lord is not asking you to be a martyr uh, as a lifelong goal of, man, you never get anything for yourself. You're always out there looking for other people. It's actually hidden in this practice that if you will turn your focus externally you'll actually get the same things that you're handing out because it actually has to come in and out and through you to those people, which means it's benefiting your body the same way. Man, I I mean, I I agree with that because
0: don't you think that also that it can help, like you said, to go in the Word and find out where this is. Find out the situations. You know, if you you knew the Word, a lot of times at that, that moment, it, a scripture will pop up mm-hmm. and your flesh will go, oh no. Yeah, okay. Oh gosh, this is God because the scripture just popped up in me for this situation. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment you get that three second window. You've heard me say that many times. <laughs> you have that three second window to die to either your word or his word. Yeah. But when you do die to his word and his actions and his spirit, that's when that you get yeah, a drink. That's exactly right.
1: And so at the end of that Colossians, I was just reading that earlier today, it said, whatever you do, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. And that's, Mm -hmm. that really, if we can, we can't go wrong by picturing the Lord in place of anybody that, that we're, especially if we're struggling with having to do what we know we need to do if we can somehow just replace their image with whatever image you can grab a hold of of the Lord for that moment, you know? It's like... <laughs> can you imagine saying, can you
0: imagine saying, I'm criticizing unto the Lord? Yes, yeah, right. I mean, I mean that doesn't even make sense. You can't, so it, it says, and it says whatever you do. It doesn't yeah. even
1: say, it doesn't say uh, how to do it. It just says whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. And so that's pretty well a blanket coverage of everything that you do that's so good you you have to replace that mental (laughs) image of am i am i really your motivation gets tested yeah because it becomes am i doing it really unto the lord and i don't even like the picture that i'm seeing here but i'm going to replace that picture with the lord to discipline myself to do it anyway yep we forget that the lord's there yeah while that situation's going Yeah, I mean, we call it pretending. I mean, it is is—it is actually happening, but if it helps your brain to have to replace it, you know, yeah. then, then it, it trains your, it, it, it's a form of disciplining your flesh to actually see the way it is in the spirit hmm. when we choose to ignore it. That's good. <coughs> well, that's our story and we're sticking
0: to it. I hope uh, the Lord's given us Use some keys, and I know he's coming here a couple of times with us. Uh, <clears throat> take this thing, and you know, and use it. Um, there's some scriptures in here you can look up even yourself that will even help further you into uh, a lot of this discernment thing. But uh, if there's anything we want to discern is the Lord, uh, what the Lord's doing instead of what the enemy's doing. So we just pray for you right now, Lord. I just I just thank you for this day. I thank you for all things that are happening right now for all of us, those that are watching for our good, because we've chosen to love you. We love you so much. And everything that around that's around us is has been orchestrated for our good. Whether we like it or not, it's for our good, but we've got to die to see it. And Lord, I just pray for the gift of discernment would be a flip-flop from suspicion to holiness godliness, love, and kindness. Lord, I I just pray that for every person, that they would be able to have a true uh, discerning gift of those things of what people are going through so that they can help them, Lord. Lord, look at you. I mean, look at what the world was, and you saw it, and it drew you on the earth. You could feel all of what was going on, and it drew you on the earth to destroy the works of Satan, to destroy that attitudes that wrong people. Even to the point of death, you laid down your life to see man saved. And Lord, we just ask for that kind of heart. We ask for that kind of spirit that you have given in us to start rising up in us, bypassing our opinions, not bypassing our suspicion. Lord, we just, me and Stephen just agree together that you're in our midst, so be in their midst. Bless these people that are trying to walk in your ways, including us. Make us more sensitive to your Holy Spirit instead of ourselves that lies within us. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys we sure love you thanks for uh, tuning in we'll see you next Tuesday uh, same time <clears throat> don't forget about our school you can sign up if you want to do it online of course we're doing it here Steven's going to be uh, uh, doing it as well with us and uh, it's going to be a fun uh, scary time and so uh, but we'll learn a lot of these things we'll challenge each other on these things listen we are even challenged. Uh, when we do these schools. It's amazing some of the stuff that we learned that we didn't know at all. Because honestly, if you really get down to to it, down to it, when you're walking by faith in this world and by the spirit, it means you don't have a clue what you're doing. And so that would be us. That would be us just walking with the Lord. and We just try to do what he's right. doing. So if you're welcome to come or you're welcome to sign up online uh, on our website. at Uh, LivingBindMinistries.org. All right. Okay. We love you guys. Grace, grace. Thank you, Stephen. Yes, Appreciate it.